recording. That's right. We're back. Sizzle and Quinny, the Sizzle and Quinny podcast. I'm Samuel Finlay. Sitting across from me in another room on another computer screen is my co-host. Introduce yourself. It's your boy. Oh, always, mate. Your boy, Simon Quinn, back again. As always, always good. Always keen for a podcast. Always good for a catch-up. So I'm looking forward to this one. Another COVID-19 isolation special. Unfortunately, we can't do this together in the same room, can't be present, but we will be back in the same room one day when this whole COVID-19 situation is over, um, you know, stay safe, all that type of stuff. Quinny, how have you been holding up? Yeah, pretty good, man. You know, just trying to keep myself busy. And, you know, as you said before, we haven't been able to film together for a while, but you know, you never know. Episode 20 is coming up. There could be possibly me back in the room again for the live show. We'll see. But other than that, man, you know, just doing my thing, reading my book, playing some Xbox, watching some shows, doing a bit of running, a bit of meditation. That's about it. Nice. And I hope so. You said episode 20 there. It's huge, man. Like, who, yeah, like you said, man, like, you know, we we're just having a coffee one day months ago. Hey, man, why don't we just do a podcast? Yeah, why not? Let's give it a crack. And here we are. Season two. Wow. Wow, yeah. Episode 20, we're going to have to do something special for that. 100%. Wait, and then what are we going to do? Episode 50, then episode 100? Like, it's it's going to be it's going to be massive. Yeah, it'll be huge. It's, we'll see how many sponsors we can get for this pod, and then we could <laughs> keep going, man. Yeah, if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, please reach out to myself or Quinny. You can do so on Instagram. You know, the podcast is also on Instagram. Sizzle and Quinny is the handle. Now, before we jump into some hard-hitting topics, we need to talk about leaders of the delinquents. Kid Cudi has released a new single for his upcoming album. You and I are massive Kid Cudi fans. He's our favorite artist collectively. He premiered it on Instagram with Jaden Smith. What do you think of the new track? Fire, man. I love it. Really catchy, classic Cudi vibe. Really cool song. I really enjoyed the beat. The lyrics are really cool. I definitely need it in my life, man. I hope the album comes out soon. I love the opening part to the song. You know, plenty of hums and hums. And that classic line, man, I love it. Hello, friends. Cutter again. Got to smack with some shit before the world ends. Like, straight fire. Cutty. Rolling back. Rolling back to his man, the moon days. I'm loving that. I hope the album's going to be like that. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the coolest part about this song. It really does have that man on the moon vibe to it, doesn't it? It's, he's almost going back to his roots for this single, which is, you know, his his best music in my opinion and, and you would agree with me. You know, we always talk about Man on the Moon 1 and 2 being his best music. So it's really cool to see him go back to that sort of vibe. As you said, he's got a lot of hums on there um, and he's just he's bringing that cutter you know, a kid named Cuddy who we all fell in love with and you and I certainly did um, many years ago. So I'm pumped for this new album. I think this single is like, it's a very strong lead single and it was really cool how he did it on Instagram, just having like a pretty open chat with Jaden Smith and he was like, oh, you know, you want to... I signed on. You want to hear the... You hit me up actually like Cuddy's live on Instagram and I was like, oh my God. So I just jumped straight on and then here he is there just with Jaden Smith and... And and Cuddy asked Jaden, he's like, oh, do you reckon I should I should drop it? And then Jason's like, yeah, yeah, man, you got to drop it, you got to drop it. So that was really cool as well to see their relationship because they they're quite close. It's pretty cool, interesting to see that uh, here. Kid Cuddy says that he, he often uh, plays his music for Jaden Smith um, before he puts anything out, which I thought was it was quite interesting. 
Yeah, definitely. Who would it, like? Obviously, you know, Kid Cudi's got a huge influence over Jaden Smith's kind of style, and obviously on his most recent album, we had a Cudi feature on there. So it was really cool to kind of see them both sort of talking about his music and just how much it's impacted his life as well as ours as well. It's just awesome to see. Yeah, and look, we don't know too much about the, the Kid Cudi album. You know, we know there's going to be some sort of Netflix series to go with it. Um, and I mean, from this, I guess you'd probably assume Jaden Smith will feature on the album. I mean, that's an assumption, but I, I would probably say that's safe to say. If you could pick, I'm assuming, you know, that I'll know a couple of these, but if you could pick maybe three features for the album or three producers, you can go either way with it. Who would you like to see to either A, appear on the album or B, produce some of the tracks on the album? Um, I think I'd love to see uh, Kanye West feature, get Yeezy in there for a track. Also a Travis Scott song, get him on there for a feature. And I think as production, I know I'm thinking maybe maybe a bit of uh, Dr. Dre in there, just putting down a beat for him. That would be pretty sick. And obviously, Kanye can kind of do a beat as well. So even getting him to do like producing a track as well as feature on one would be amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you on two of those. I'm definitely gonna agree with you on the the Kanye West. I think we got to have another Kanye West feature, especially following uh, their collaborative album Kids See Ghosts Together. That was a really good collab album and something we needed, and we finally got after many years of them, um, you know, working together on various projects. So I, I would say Kanye West. I'd like to see him from you know as a feature or two, and from production standpoint as well. I think that'd be great to see him on there. Travis Scott, of course. You know I love Travis Scott. You love Travis Scott. They've had a couple songs together and they've both been fire. Um, you know, no pun intended there with Baptism of Fire. Uh, Baptism of Fire, rather. And um, a track on um, Travis Scott's um, Birds in the Trap, Sing McKnight. You know, that was another fire fire joint right there. But someone I'd, I'd like to see on there, um, and I guess it, it's, it's going back a, a little way, um, because these two have worked together before, is I'd like to see Common um, make a return yeah, nice. and do a track with him. Common was heavily um, a part of his his first uh, couple of albums, so it'd be cool to see Common and get that good music you know connection uh, together again. Obviously, someone I'd like to see as well is Pusha T. Just throwing an honorable mention in there as well, because you know I love Pusha and he's he's good music and and so he's. I mean, I've, I've mentioned every good every one of the, my mention has been a good music artist there. So I'd like to keep the family together, as they like to say. That's right. I love that. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to say about the Kid Cudi single? All I'm going to say is Kid Cudi. Please release it soon. I need it in my life. It's going to get me through this quarantine. Give me some new cutty. Well, he has been very active on Twitter and Instagram. So stay tuned because, you know, he might do another live with Jaden sometime soon and he might drop another track. Here's the yeah, I'm checking his in, Yeah, that's right. I'm checking his Instagram every day, man, to see if it comes up. Or if if you you get any word of him going on Instagram live, send me a message ASAP and I'll be doing the same as well because I need to know when the new Kid Cudi track is coming out. Now, let's shift to something that everyone has been talking about the last few days. I feel like it's one of the most trending things, you know, since Tiger King. <laughs> and it's a nice change from Tiger King not to be trending. Uh, Your boy. That, that is the, the Last Dance, the Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls documentary on Netflix. Instant reactions? First two episodes out. 
Are you loving this as yeah, much as so I am? I've, yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, I think I really did enjoy it. It was interesting to see, you know, the last season of that 97-98 Bulls team. And, like, also just a bit of the information you get about MJ in his rookie season because obviously I didn't know much about it. So I thought that was really, really interesting. And I also really enjoyed uh, the Boston Celtics highlights in the playoffs when he just goes to work against them. That was an awesome, like, highlights to see. And another thing I really liked so far was just seeing, like, the Scotty Pippen-MJ relationship develop. And you get a bit of uh, Scotty Pippen's background, which is really, really interesting. Yeah, that was obviously episode two focused on Scotty, you know, quite a, a lot. And it really is crazy to, to sort of see. I mean, I didn't know it, but how underpaid he was, you know, that seven-year, $18 million contract. I mean, you compare that to what players are getting paid these days. It's mind-boggling, isn't it? Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Like, considering, you know, he is pretty much, he was considered, or if not, is the best second option of all time, pretty much, in, like, NBA history, like, the best number two man. And the fact that, like, he had two huge seasons when MJ retired. And there was, like, arguments out that Scottie Pippen was, like, a top three player in the league at that point in those two seasons when MJ wasn't there. So I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. But, you know, his backstory was pretty intense. I understand why he needed the money. But, yeah, way undervalued. Like, the six, I think he was the sixth highest paid player. Like, that's crazy on that team. Yeah, it really is unheard of. I mean, I was shocked when I heard that. Um, you know, this documentary, I mean, it brings up a lot of these, you know, old highlights and memorable uh, MJ moments. I'm curious, what is your uh, favorite Michael Jordan moment or memory, I guess? Honestly, for me, the Space Jam film. Nice. That For me, that is probably like, when I think of MJ... I think of that Space Jam film because for me, obviously, Jay was around when I wasn't even like, you know, I was only just born when he was around. So I was only quite young when he was dominating the NBA scene. And like his first half of his like career, I wasn't even, yeah, I wasn't even on the earth at that time. So for me, I just remember watching Space Jam and that really got me that idea about who he actually was. And then I loved him in that film. And then that's when I started to, you know, do research on him appreciated you know obviously i love his shoes as well i'm a huge sneaker guy so his shoes for me have always been a huge deal but i think for me yeah the number thing i remember is literally space jam and then obviously the fact you know he had six championships rings you know never lost a game seven just stuff like that really yeah he was the ultimate competitor wasn't he and i think that's what i um you know loved about him so much um but i think my sort of moment that i just like always love and i love seeing it and there's been so many players that have sort of replicated it it's that classic mj shrug it's it's michael jordan really you know we've seen other players do it you know kevin durant uh steph curry and whenever you know another player does it, it takes you back to michael jordan against the Blazers. And, and that brings up a, an interesting uh, point because I'm currently reading the book of basketball uh, by Bill Simmons and uh, I'm reading the pyramid currently. And I was just reading um, the uh, part on, or the chapter, I guess you could say, on Clyde Drexler. And, you know, Clyde and MJ, they had a bit of a rivalry um, throughout the, their careers. Uh, MJ was always, you know, better than him of course and Clyde sort of lived in his his shadow um and the debate was really put to bed um after Chicago beat them in the finals um and Michael Jordan won finals MVP but what I thought was really interesting and Bill Simmons writes about this is 
following that finals, they both were on the dream team together um, at the Olympic Games. And um, I, I want to read just a little bit from, from the book. It's, it's, I find it like hilarious. And, and it just shows MJ's, uh, I guess, the, his character, um, really. So uh, it said, so Michael Jordan attacked Drexler in scrimmages with particular relish, keeping trash talk about the finals, as the story goes. Magic pulled him aside and asked him to ease up before Clyde's confidence was ruined for the Olympics. And apparently Jordan did ease up. But between that and the 92 finals, the psychological damage was done. Clyde slumped for the next two two years with stats dipping. So it just sort of goes to show that, you know, the final's done. These guys are teammates on the dream team and MJ still just going at him, still going at him, you know, because there was this rivalry and it was probably built up by the media a bit as well. But I think, you know, it's that, that shrug and just his competitiveness that I'll always remember. And it just is, he is the, the ultimate competitor, isn't he? Definitely the ultimate competitor. And just the way that you'd play mind games with his opponents, like just always at him. And that's, I think that's what makes him so iconic, I think, and so unique of a character in regards to him on the basketball court. He was just always at his opponents, always in their head. Yeah, do you, do you think, you know, speaking about that team, do you think the, the MJ Bulls, were the best sporting team of all time? Because it's a big call. I mean, yeah. you know, you got you got teams. You got some of the Boston Celtics teams that were, you know, um, amazing. And then you got you know certain teams in other uh, sports. I mean, you know, the Patriots, for example. But do you think they're they're the best? Uh, this when we spoke about this question, I was, I found this really tough to answer. Like you know. They were so good, but you've also got the Showtime Lakers, man, with Magic Johnson. You've got the Larry Bird Celtics, like you said. The Kobe and Shaq team, they also did a three-peat. What about the big three in Miami? Also the Warriors when they had Durant. Like, But I think just based on, I think, you know, how iconic they were what they did to the game how they changed it like all those personalities on that team i'm gonna say yes they probably are the best team just simply like i said before man in the finals they never went to a game seven like never went to a game seven they always close it out within six at the most which is like crazy that doesn't happen often and they obviously showed that they could get it done when it needed to be done and you know they're a pretty good team I'm kind of keen to see how the documentary goes on with this team. But, man, that was a tough call. There's so many good teams in there. But I'm just going to say, yeah, I think so. Yeah. What do you want to see from the next episode? I think I'm kind of keen to see how the Scotty Pippen story continues on, how he's, like, beefing with Jerry Cruz, like the, you know, the GM and stuff. I'm kind of interested to see how that goes. And then I want to see a bit more Dennis Rodman. Yeah, I think that, that's what I'm super interested to see. I mean, he sort of gets introduced in that first episode. He doesn't really have too much to say yet. But I'm very interested to see his relationship with Jordan and the rest of the team because obviously he was a very polarizing character at that time and, you know, very uh, unique individual, unique personality. You know, there's been no one like him really. So it's going to be interesting to see how he integrated into that team and to see his role behind you know, closed doors, I guess. And, you know, with this exclusive footage that we've never seen before, 
because you know he he had some crazy moments during during those years you know dressing up in uh, as a woman in a wedding dress um and you know he had the tattoos obviously and the crazy hair and uh, but you know that being said he was a, a crucial piece to that team you know he was he was kind of like and you know I might talk about this team later but he was kind of like the the uh Ben Wallace um who you know was the Detroit Pistons um you know defender who did all the dirty work um he was kind of like the the Ben Wallace of the Chicago Bulls I guess you know he just didn't need the ball he would just play defense get rebounds and he was he affected the games in so many ways so I'm curious to see him and hear a little bit more about his story um you know as it as it goes with the the last dance yeah, I'm just saying, like, think about all these crazy piercings in his face. And also, you know, you mentioned his tattoos. He was, like, the first really NBA player that had heaps of tats. And as we know now, tattoos are everywhere in the NBA. So he kind of started that culture, I think, in the NBA that helped it grow, which is why I think this team's so iconic. Yeah, and I don't think really there's been anyone like him since. I mean, I guess you could kind of say maybe Allen Iverson to an extent. Like, he, he sort of brought that, like... Um, I guess don't really doesn't really care sort of mentality and he'll do what he wants to do he'll dress how he wants to dress you know he was as you sort of said he had the tattoos he had the shooting sleeve um but uh, in the modern game like these days I mean everyone's kind of got tattoos and everyone wears you know the sleeves and all that type of thing now but there really is no one like him is there and there I don't think there really maybe other than Alan Iverson I don't think there's ever been anyone like him since yeah I agree yeah, so I guess, you know, that, that's, you know, we sort of said they're one of the best sporting teams of all time. But, you know, everyone's sort of broken down the, the, the last dance, you know, it's been talked about enough. So I'm, I want to focus on maybe not so much the Bulls, but our favorite sporting teams of all time. So you could kick it off. Who, you know, give me maybe one, two, I don't know, you might have three, but who are your favorite sporting teams of all time? Yeah, so I've got a few, but I'll just go through some of them. So I'll probably identify at least three of them, and then I've got an, a, one, an extra in the one, an extra one that I think you'll appreciate. So I think for me, as you know, I'm a diehard New Orleans Saints fan. Uh, the 2009 New Orleans Saints Super Bowl team. So Drew Brees, Reggie Bush, Pierre Thomas, Marcus Colson, Devery Henderson, Will Smith, Roman Harper, Tracy Porter, Jeremy Shockey. That kind of team for me is one of my favorite teams because, as you know, I love the Saints and it's the first time they won a Super Bowl. So that would probably be my first team. Second team, definitely the Kobe and Shaq Lakers. I love that team. So they're probably one of my favorite teams of all time. Also, Australian man, Brisbane Lions, 2001 to 2004, three premierships, huge team. And also this last one, mate, you'll love this. This is pretty much my favorite team ever. The Aura Hawks, under 12, (laughs) state champs. That's my favorite team. I was in that team. You were in that team. We won the state title. Get around them. Shout out to those those boys. But they're probably my favorite teams. How about you? Yeah, look, <laughs> we were we were a solid team. <laughs> you know, we, we what we come? I think we came like runners up at, con- at country maybe, and then we ended up winning state, didn't we? Um, yep. You know, who did we play in the finals? Hills or something like that? Yeah, I think it was Hills, or it might have been Bankstown or Hills. Is one of them. Yeah. I uh-huh. played against like Jason Kiddy and you know players like that. I remember Jason Kiddy was the only player that could shoot threes in under twelves, and they didn't even count for threes. 
Like yep. you couldn't make a three, but you just shoot them anyway. And we beat them. That's we right, man. That's, that's, that's the last team I'll <laughs> chuck at you. I didn't even think you? of that, but that's, yeah. <laughs> that's a solid team right there. Um, so I'm going to go with one of my, my, well, my favorite basketball team of all time, other than, you know, the under 12s, Illawarra Hawks that we were both part of. And that's the 2004 Detroit Pistons. This was my team, like Chauncey Billups. He's my favorite player of all time. He was in his prime. He won finals MVP. Rip Hamilton, Tayshawn Prince, Rashid Wallace, Ben Wallace. They were like the bad boys 2.0, really. And that was when I really got into the NBA. Um, and it was because of the Detroit Pistons and you know because of that championship team. Uh, I, I loved watching them so much. And I even loved just watching, going on YouTube now and watching old highlights of Mr. Big Shot in his prime and Ben Wallace blocking shots left, right, and center. So yeah, the Detroit Pistons that won the 2004 NBA championship, they're, they're my favorite uh, basketball team of all time. Uh, my, my favorite sporting team of all time and still my favorite, you know, the, the only sort of team, you know, I follow you know, a lot of sports, but this is really the only team that I'm heavily invested in and still follow super passionately. And that's Arsenal. So my favorite team is the Arsenal Invincibles, uh, 2003, 2004 champions. They, they're called the Invincibles and because they never lost a game in the Premier League, 26 wins, uh, 12 draws and uh, zero losses. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with the Invincibles right there. And last but not least, and it, uh, you know, you, you brought it back to Australia. I'm going to bring it back to Australia as well. And that's the 2001 Wollongong Hawks that won the championship against, against the Crocs. Against the Crocs. And I believe you were in Townsville when the Hawks beat the Crocs. I was at the Crocodiles home game. Yeah, I was in the BHP box <laughs> next to Andrew Gaze. Yeah, what a team. Charles Thomas, Damon Lowry, Glenn Savile, Matt Campbell. Yeah, Brendan Joyce's coach. Uh, it was an it was an epic epic team and an epic championship. So I, I've chosen some some winning teams right there, but they're probably my all time time favorites. I think um, yeah, there's so many teams to to pick from. I mean, I could get. I, I thought about putting the Denver Nuggets in there. You know, when Melo was in his prime, even the the New York Knicks. Yeah, uh, when they had Phillips and, and went to the playoffs and whatnot. I even thought about putting the Eagles in there with Michael Vick. Um, one comeback player of the year because that was a team that I really loved and loved watching. But um, yeah, there's just so many. It's hard to, hard to, um, yeah, I guess put them all down. Uh, so you know, that's that's my team. Team. And now you're a Chiefs fan, no yeah. longer an Eagles fan. I know, I know. Look, that's that's a story for another day, isn't it? Speaking of the NFL, I mean, you know, we weren't going to talk about this, but. Bit of a trade alert that happened today. Gronk back to the Bucks. What's your thoughts on that? I was shocked, man. I thought he signed a contract with the WWE or something. I swear that came out like a few weeks ago. But I'm kind of keen, you know, to see him, you know, back into the NFL. Like he pretty much was the best tight end for a long time. And he obviously loves playing with Tom Brady. But, you know, he's had a lot of injuries. I'll see how they go, but you know it just makes the NFC South even more competitive. So I'm even keener now to see Saints versus Bucks. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting now, and I think he's going to be a sneaky uh, pickup for fantasy, fantasy football. Yep. So yeah, and you know the Brady connection right there, it's going to do him wonders, and it's going to do Brady wonders too. They're going to be impressive 
offensively if Gronk is, you know, still the player he used to be. Yeah. And if Brady can, you know, play good, you know, he hasn't obviously been as dominant the last few seasons. So, but I think if he can put it together, they'll be a good team to watch. Yeah. Can't exactly. wait for those Saints games. Oh, I'm so keen for them. Yeah, and the draft is just around the corner as yeah, well. Yeah, two days, I think. Yeah, online draft or whatever it is. That'll be interesting. Yeah, that's. I mean, this whole sort of online shift with a lot of things has been super interesting. I think the draft is is going to be interesting to watch as well. I don't know. Have you been doing many, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we've had, we've got this um, WhatsApp group and, you know, we've been doing, uh, you know, some uh, uh, phone calls, you know, with our, our, our group, um, you know, in house party and on Zoom and whatnot catching up have you been doing many online um things i guess on so yeah i've done like a few like online chats with the family and all that kind of stuff and then you know marty shout out to marty did one of him and like the house party app and then i also did one of kieran a few weeks ago which was good so shout out to kids and then i also recently yesterday i recorded i did like a screen recording for my for a uh, year nine year 10 re class going through an assessment task so that was interesting so i like recorded my voice going over like an assessment task using this like on the screen which was kind of cool so yeah you know i'm i'm savvy of technology right now i love it i love it and yeah i'll be doing much the same and you know like i sort of said a lot of um you know zoom uh catch-ups and and drinks and whatnot you know having a few few beers or you know a couple of glasses of wine with friends over over zoom but another thing i've been doing is my gym the, the place that i train at has got all their classes online so i'm like doing these online workouts which has cool. been been awesome because you know you do the workout you're done and then you go you know straight to the dinner table and have dinner so it's that's what i did tonight you know i prepped dinner before working out did the workout and then and then had dinner straight away so it's interesting times and i, I think i reckon uh like from this whole COVID, you know, working from home, uh, you know, this push for Zoom and this push for Skype and, um, you know, house party and stuff like that. I feel like a lot of businesses are going to sort of change the way they work. And I mean, you've had to deal with that with, with school. Do you think schools will change the way they run? Well, they'll change definitely for at least term two. Because at least for the first half of the term, we'll be doing all online learning and teaching. So you'll be at home still doing online classes. So I'm probably going to start doing a few more videos and stuff to help with my classes. So I think just mainly with that, you'll have a lot of yeah time at home really for the next few weeks. And then I think they're slowly going to let students come back. But it's only going to be, I think, maybe like a day at a time, maybe like once a week, a handful of like students can come in for like their normal lessons and stuff like that. But, you know, nothing, you know, dramatic at the moment. It's all pretty much online. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good segue into the next thing we wanted to talk about, you know, being at home and that's some recommendations. We've been giving them every podcast. So I want to hear it, Quinny. I want a book. I want a movie or a show. I want a podcast. I want an album and I want a game. Ooh, an album as well. Or can yeah. I do a song? Or a song. Oh, or a song. Oh, okay. Song. Right. So far away. We'll start with book. You go, then I'll go. And then we'll go down the line. So what's your book recommendation for this week? Yeah, so my book recommendation for this week, everybody out there, uh, Time of Contempt, The Witcher series, book number two. Really, really good book. A lot of action in there. You get more of like the action side of The Witcher. You see more like, you know, 
uh, Geralt going on journeys to slay monsters. You get a lot more battles, so it's really interesting. It's a really good book. I smashed it in a few days, so that's probably my recommendation for this week. Nice, and my book recommendation, and I think I've mentioned on this podcast before, and I definitely mentioned on today's podcast, and that is The Book of Basketball by Bill Simmons. Um, yeah, I'm sort of like halfway through it now, um, smashing through the pyramid. I've read it actually once before, but I'm going back and reading it again um, just because, you know, the whole last dancing has got me really keen on NBA history again. So if, if you like uh, NBA basketball, you like NBA history, it's a great read. And if you like Bill Simmons as well, listen to his podcast or consume any of the, the ringers um, content, you're going to love the book of basketball. And he's, you know, obviously got a podcast now called the book of basketball 2.0. So that's something to tune into as well. So that's my book recommendation. Uh, but movie or, movie or show, Quinny? Oh, so I'm going to go movie uh, this week and hope if you don't mind, I mentioned two movies because I've watched them both recently. That's and totally I recommend you me. should watch them. So, Two movies. Um, as you know, I just recently watched all like the Marvel movies in order. So I was thinking, you know what, I might watch the X Men films in chronological order. You know, just for fun, just for the fun of it. So my recommendations this week: X Men First Class or X Men Apocalypse. Two solid X Men movies. I loved First Class. I've seen it a few times. Really good to rewatch it. And then X Men Apocalypse, as you know, since I'd never seen it before, I loved it. I thought it was a really really good movie. So they're my two recommendations this week. So how does the X-Men universe compare to, I guess, you know, both Marvel, but the Infinity sort of saga? Like, I mean, I've watched them both, but what do you, like, I haven't watched them, the X-Men saga in chronological order. Is it as, I guess, um, it's probably not going to be as good because it's pretty tough to to top that Infinity saga. But it is, is, it, is it that sort of... Um, uh, gripping i guess yeah like i really enjoyed it because you get a lot of the backstory behind the major x-men characters like you know magneto you know charles xavier you look at a lot of uh raven slash mystique so you get a lot of the background characters which you don't really know much about so i like it because they focus on them quite a lot they also introduce kind of new villains as well that you might not have heard of before which i think is really really cool and then some really nice new background characters as well that i'd never really seen before so i think it's pretty good I obviously prefer like the Infinity Saga, but you know, I like X Men. Always have, so yeah, it's good. Who's your favorite X Men? X Men, X Men. What do you should say? Oh, Wolverine. Yeah, it's got to be right for sure. Yeah, he was in my he was in my top oh, five that's right. characters exactly. for I Marvel. Should, I should have known yeah. that. Nice. Yeah. So he has heaps of cameos in the movies, which is heaps funny. It's really yeah. good. He has like really solid cameos in both of those films. Nice, nice. Well, I'm gonna go with the show that you recommended that I've now been tuning into and I actually really like. And that's Ozark. I'm loving it. Yes. It's great. It is really good. Now, I've almost finished uh, season one and I'm hooked. And I was like, I think maybe about halfway through the first episode, I was like, I don't know about this. I don't know. But then it really, it might have been even a little bit earlier in the episode. It just like, out of nowhere, it really turns it up a notch. Um, so it's a show that I'm now, you know, consuming and trying to smash through. Jason Bateman, in it, he's awesome. I and told you. He, he really is. You did. I mean, like, I'm really just regurgitating information that, that you sort of said. Um, and I think Julia uh, Garner, who plays Ruth, she's awesome. Good. Yeah, she's a great character. Me and Marty love her. She's so what really about the good. show do you like? 
So, did you say, what about the show do I like? Yeah, so what do you like so far about it? So, I think it's, it's kind of got that like uh, Breaking Bad sort of feel to it a little bit. So, it's kind of like, it's just he's... So, Jason Bateman, he who plays Marty in, in the show, he's kind of like not your uh, typical character for the role he plays. And I, I always find that super interesting. And obviously, you, you know, Breaking Bad was, was somewhat like that. But his character development from, you know, the first scene to I'm only, you know, eight episodes or nine episodes in has just been so cool to watch. It's almost like you're on the journey um, you know, from that first episode to now, but it, and because like I, I've, from what I know of Jason Bateman, he's you know I know him from, you know the movie where he plays uh, comedy roles, so it's been super interesting to see him in something that's a, a bit more of a drama, and I really didn't know what to expect, especially with him being you know the lead in it, so to see him play someone like completely different and a character that really just evolves has been super interesting and you've got so many little um i guess side plots uh, side storylines going on throughout the show that it, it, and they all sort of come together and all link together so i think it's it's really fascinating to see that and to see how it all does come together and you know i'm, I'm sure there's going to be it's there's going to be a climax at you know the end of this season and you know probably end of every season so i'm i'm excited to see i think i've got yeah two more episodes to go the first season but so far, I'm loving it. Good work, man. I love that. It's a good show. I told you. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, well, thanks for the recommendation. <laughs> All right. Podcast? Have you got a, a new podcast for us? I do, actually. And then I messaged you before. So I listened to the Binge Mode recently. So I listened to the Jason Manzukas pod, which was released like the other week. It's really good because they kind of talk about what they've been doing during quarantine and they're discussing different movies and different TV shows and what they're watching. So links in quite of our podcast. So I really enjoy that one. I listened to part one while I was making dinner just before. And yeah, it's been good. And as you know, I love binge mode. And then Jason Manzoukas is pretty funny. He's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So yeah, I've, I enjoyed it. Yeah, he's classic. And I love how like during, because I listened to this this podcast as well, part one and part two. I love how he's re- actually recording it in his um, closet. Like he's legit in his closet. And that's like, you know, a, a way to make a little studio. So you know, we might have to jump in, jump in the closet one time and just um, get, that, good, get that audio sounding nice and crisp. But yeah, that's a, that's a good recommendation. I would, you know, and, and then that podcast in itself will give you so many other recommendations because he talks about so many shows and books and podcasts that he likes. So, you know, if you want and more recommendations, that's a, that's a great podcast to listen to. And, you know, Mallory and Jason, they're awesome podcast hosts. So you're gonna you're gonna love that it's it's, it's just a fun easy consuming podcast so that, that's a great one there Courtney. i like that how about you so i've got uh so jalen and jacoby is a podcast that i listen to quite frequently and you know that it's a daily podcast you know sports pop culture but they're actually doing an after show now for the last dance so after every episode they're doing like a half an hour uh podcast and it's really cool because it you know it comes out straight after it it's really an immediate reaction and you know Jalen Rose played against Jordan so you know he has that um I guess first-hand experience as well you know he's on the paces 
um, for you know many other teams as well. So that's a really good podcast. It gives you a bit more context to the show, and it's you know there's so many people breaking it down and so many people talking about it. But I feel like there that's one of the better podcasts that that, that do it justice. So and of course this one, you know, um, always, always. So yeah, that's that's my recommendation there. What about album or song? Yeah, so this is easy. Song, Leader of the Delinquents, Kid Cudi. Get into it, guys. Great song. I've been listening to it nonstop since he released it. And then just for an album, I've been listening to Man on the Moon, End of Day, Part 2, and it has been awesome. So get around that. Love to Man on the Moon 2, Cudi's second album. Nice, yeah. They're like, you can't go, can't go wrong with that, can you? You really can't. Um, I'm going to go with an album. And that's an album that came out last Friday. And that is Pray for Paris by Westside Gun. And this is an album that I didn't listen to too much, Westside Gun, previous to this album. Uh, it dropped and I don't know, just popped up. So I um, gave it a listen. And it's a really, really good album. So well produced. Tyler the Creator's on there. Joey Badass is on there. It's, it's a nice change from the really ignorant, um, you know, uh, turn up sort of um rap with all the hi-hats it's more of that like old school hip-hop um so if you like you know the joey badasses and the tyler creators of the world you're gonna like this album pray for paris by west side gun so i would highly recommend that i actually asked you to listen to it i'm curious have you had a had a listen yet no i haven't listened to it yet but it's on my to-do list i uh, put that on your to-do list Quinny. i think you're gonna really enjoy it you know, your boy Tyler's on there, so come on. I do love Tyler. That's love probably that. the best song on the album too, so y- y- you're going to enjoy that. Um, That's right. Next one, game, board game, video game, could be anything. Yeah, I just wanted to quickly say, I met Man on the Moon 2, Legend of Mr. Ranger, not End of Day. That's the first album. They're both just really, really good. Anyway, uh, <laughs> game. Sorry, so let to get you off t- track there. Uh, so as you know, guys, Last week, I recommended Far Cry 5. So this week, I'm going to recommend the spin-off and the sequel to Far Cry 5, which is Far Cry New Dawn. So pretty much what happened was I finished the game in a few days, maybe a week, and then I was like, oh, I'm kind of keen to you know play the spin-off. Went into Big W to get the Witcher book, and there you go, New Dawn, last copy on the shelf, had to be done. So I'd recommend that. It's really cool. It kind of continues the story, but it's 17 years after the end of Far Cry 5. So I've been playing through that, and yeah, I'm really enjoying it. So a lot of references and characters from the previous game, which makes it really, really good, so it kind of links together. Very good. All right, well, my my game, it's not going to be a video game. It's going to be a board game, and that's you know one of the classics of all time. Um, my girlfriend and I, we've been playing it. I'm sort of teaching her how to play it. Uh, and that's just your classic game of chess. I'm loving it. Loving playing chess, you know, moving moving that knight around the table, getting those bishops uh, to take out some pawns, you know, putting my queen in positions to really dominate. You know, what 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 don't you like about chess? Are you a chess guy, Quinny? I don't even know if I've ever played chess against each other. Uh, I'm not a huge chess guy, but like, I don't mind it. It's okay. I haven't played it recently, but... I don't mind. I used to play it back in the day, but maybe we should have a game sometime. I reckon. Yeah, maybe virtually, and then uh, when you when you're back for the the twentieth episode, we can have a, a chess game. Yeah, sounds. You'll probably smash me because you're obviously a diehard chess guy. So, <laughs> see how we go. 
I do love my chess. I mean, a couple of years ago, I got really back into it and I was just playing anyone that I could. So, uh, and obviously I loved it growing up, but um, yeah, I'm back in the, in, on the chess bandwagon. So I'm loving it. Uh, or I could, I'm actually going to throw something else at you that we didn't talk about prior to the podcast. I'm going to ask Ooh. a recommendation for a snack. Something you've been enjoying as a snack while you're in isolation. All right. What's your go-to snack these days? So, recently could, I've could got, jumped on the yeah I've jumped on the Cruskets bandwagon. So a bit of cheese on the Cruskets, bit of tomato sliced on top of there, bit of salt and pepper. Nice. Popping some of them. That's my go-to snack at the moment. It's really like nice. That. Really tasty. Yeah, my Cruskets. Get around like that. that. And How when, about you? When do you usually indulge in this? Is this more like your, your mid-morning snack? Is this your afternoon snack? Is it your after after dinner, you know, evening dessert sort of sort of indulgence? Oh, this is more so my after, you know, after lunch. If I just want like an nice. afternoon snack. If I'm just watching some Netflix or Disney Plus or something, have a few cruskets. Delicious. I like it. Nice. Solid one there. Uh, mine is going to be something I've been like really addicted to for quite some time, especially now more than ever. And I'm having it literally every afternoon as an afternoon snack. And that is just classic you ban- banana and I'm dipping it in peanut butter, just peanut butter on a banana straight up. It's, and I must nice. say, I probably are a little bit hard on the peanut butter. You know, you've seen me eat toast at goodies with peanut butter. I do lather that on uh, and I do the same with my banana, but you know, it can be crunchy. It can be smooth. I like to change it up. You know, one day I might go crunchy. The next day I might go smooth. Um, you know, it's got to be that that natural peanut butter, the one that's got like all the oil in it. And you just dip the banana in there. And, oh man, it's it's delicious. So that is my afternoon snack pretty much every day um, for the last, I don't know how long, even prior to uh, this whole uh, isolation lockdown um, business that's going on right now. But yeah, you know, Give it a try, Quinny. <laughs> In the words of Kid Cuddy, man, yum. <laughs> love it. I love it. Well, Quinny, I think you know that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Uh, any final words? Anything else you want to you want to mention? Oh, mainly if you haven't already, make sure you watch the MJ documentary. It's really, yeah. really cool. It's really interesting. And again, as always, stay safe, guys. That's right. And, you know, if you want us to talk about something, you've got any questions for us, hit us up. We're on Instagram. Sizzle and Quinny is the handle. Uh, you know, updating you there, putting up episode updates and whatnot. So stay tuned. We'll be back next week for another podcast, episode 19 next week coming at you. And then we'll have the big 2-0, episode 20. Wow. We're gonna do. We're gonna have to do something special for it. That's gonna be. That's will. gonna be a, a big one. I don't know what we're gonna do yet, but stay tuned for that. And, and next week we'll have another classic show for you, as always. Hopefully we'll be able to do these podcasts in person um, in the near future. Because you know, while it's been good to do it over Skype, you know, I miss being in the same room with you. You know, having a bit of banter back and forth. It's always good. And having our, you know, our, our coffees and our toast at goodies on a Saturday morning. That's right. And the surf and kiss beers during a show. I miss that. That's right. It's not the same having, you know, beer on the other side of a screen, is it? Definitely not the same. But, you know, sometimes, man, you just got to do it. <laughs> That's right. Just for the time being. Exactly right. All right. Well, you know, please like, rate, subscribe on iTunes or on Spotify. We're on all podcasting platforms. 
Tell your sister, your brother, your mother, your cousin. Tell everyone. Tell everyone young, Quinny. Just, you know, go walking down the know. street, yelling out, subscribe to the This Is Little Quinny podcast. This Is Little Quinny pod. Tell um, the fam. Do a few laps around young and just, you know, yeah. yell it out to your neighbors. Um, but until next week, we'll be seeing you. Well, we won't be seeing you. We'll be talking to you. Peace. Um,